0: This is when I first realized I was different. I was around 11 years old. So I was in fifth grade and I went to a school trip where, because I grew up in Costa Rica, you could go to the beach or the pool. And um, when we were there, I realized that even though I was not the tallest person, um, my short, my toes, my fourth toes were looking a little shorter than my fifth toes on both of my feet. And that made me really self-conscious. I think up until that point, I hadn't realized that my feet were not looking like everyone else's. I remember even looking at a photo that a friend took with like a, uh, a camera handheld camera, which I feel like it's so that kind of dates myself. Um, but I remember seeing this photo and just saying, thinking like, Oh, like my body, you know, looks normal up until when you get to the lowest part of it, where you could see that my toes didn't look like everyone else's. Um, and you know, at that point I was, I want to say like a tomboy and kind of like a class clown. So I used to make a lot of fun, funny jokes about my toes, especially with my sister. It's not something that I volunteered to strangers or my classmates. Um, but definitely like with my sister, I would crack jokes. And, and so I think from the point of view of my family, I think everyone always thought that I was like a very like fun, loving kid and very confident. And you know, part of me wanted to put like a uh, confident facade. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I think as I was getting going through that phase, um, and becoming like a teenager, it really started to chip away at my self-esteem, um, understanding that, you know, like my feet did not look like everyone else's and what I then started doing, I now recognize was, you know, several coping mechanisms, like, Hiding my feet, you know, using closed-toed uh, shoes when everyone else was wearing flip-flops. Um, I remember in particular in this eighth-grade trip where this one girl, you know, if no one had realized that I was the, how my toes looked, and she brought it up, and everyone stared at my toes, and I just remember feeling like so naked and ashamed. And when people would ask me, you know, why do your feet look the way that they do? I would feel so uncomfortable because I didn't know the answer. Um, I had a genetic condition. I was born with a bone development condition. But this was not something that was talked about openly in our our household. Um, It wasn't until I was 13 that my parents you know, told me more about it. And and in part, I understand why they did it. It, You know, it was, for my parents, a very traumatic part in my mom's pregnancy when they were told that I had stopped growing and and that I might have a condition they didn't know what it was. So, you know, I understood that this was a, a, a touchy subject to bring up at home, but because those conversations were not had more regularly or more openly, it felt to me like I had to carry this stigma and this shame that surrounded the fact that I didn't look like everyone else. Um, my whole life, I, you know, would hide my toes as much as I could. Obviously, when I went to college, it became easier because I was no longer in, the, in Costa Rica. I was in the States where, you know, there were four, four different seasons, which meant that I could wear shoes that covered my toes my you know all the time if I wanted to but then when it started happening was that every time people would ask me I would once again feel uncomfortable so it wasn't until I turned 26 that I was like okay people are gonna keep asking me why my feet look the way that I do and it's up to me to feel comfortable with the answers that I'm gonna give them so at this point i was about to start my master's in design um, at central central st martins in the uk and i decided to play with the idea of creating garments that would empower people to share their narrative um, the more that i researched um, in this you know psychology books the more that i you know i had a couple of meetings with different clinical psychologists And all of this pointed to the importance of having a succinct narrative that would make you feel comfortable in owning what made you different Um, and in you feeling comfortable about that. So that's kind of, you know, why I started to, I created um, Miga Swimwear because I wanted women to feel comfortable in their body as is, regardless of their condition, regardless of their ability, regardless of their chronic illness. It's, you know, it's it's a very personal experience, feeling comfortable with who, who, where your body is or what your body is. But then it's a social experience when you're outside. And so many people have had, you know, the experience that they are not welcome in the beach or the pool because maybe they have burn scars because maybe they are wheelchair users because maybe they have you know even things like cellulite uh, so many ways that we feel that our bodies are not proper beach bodies and so that's kind of where the idea of mega swimmer came to be was how creating Garments, creating swimsuits that could empower our customers to feel comfortable in their body as is. And so that's how, you know, I went from taking the thing that I've been most ashamed for for the majority of my life and making that the first thing that you learn about me. That is the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, you know, this is my name, this is my business, and this is why. And I always say starting this business was very selfish because I wanted to feel better about myself and my body for, you know, my future kids, for future generations to make this world more accepting and tolerant place. And I, I am very hopeful that through this brand, we're able to do that and, and so much more.